If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome back to another episode of Player Performance. I am J.A. Cavalier, joined as always by Tessa Hall and Big Mike from the group home, giving you all the information needed to beat the book, hopefully making you a more informed player along the way. We're going to get into NFL Week 2 just a minute, but first, let's recap Week 1 with Tessa Hall. Back it up! One more time! All right, let's see that again! Super Bowl champs who? The Bucks almost blew it to the Cowboys and Dak. Was it all a smokescreen? Russ was cooking and everyone is happy again in Seattle. The Texans might not need Deshaun. Tyrod powered the way for a Houston win over Trevor Lawrence in his debut. Jalen made the Falcons hurt with 32 points. Watch out, first overall pick. Atlanta is coming. No Fitz magic last Sunday. The QB is hurt and his team lost to the Chargers. Big Ben versus Little Allen and the vet came away on top. The Bills were stunned by Pittsburgh in week one. Good teams win, great teams cover. The Niners aren't great after the Lions storm back and come through the back door. It took all 10 minutes in OT for the Bengals to upset Minnesota in Joe Burrow's return. Sam Darnold revenge game complete. The old Jets QB took care of business and spoiled high school student Zach Wilson's debut. Kyler Murray, JJ Watt, AJ Green is a scary desert beast. The cards are legit in their win over Tennessee. Patty Mahomes proves why he's a future GOAT after his 10th career double-digit comeback. Tua versus Mac, Bama versus Bama, AFC East versus AFC East. This one will be good for a long time, and the Finns QB wins the first one. We all saw Jameis beating Aaron Rodgers in a blowout, right? No? Well, that was the case in a 35-point win. Matt Stafford looks like Tom Brady under Sean McVay. He aired it out in a win versus the Bears. There really aren't enough words in the dictionary to describe the Ravens and Raiders game, but the Raiders won. Thank you, Tessa. Big Mike, welcome back. Now, I know last week was a case of Murphy's Law for you. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong, but how are you feeling now, buddy? I'm feeling great now, but that was a crazy week last week. Uh, Getting hit by the hurricane, having no water for a week. Just got back the internet, had no power for a week. Trees were down everywhere. Uh, My best bet, the Buffalo Bills were down. They took the dump. (laughs) However, glad to be back. Now, I did try to talk you out of Buffalo, but old habits die hard. Now, our biggest play in service, 100-star monster, two-team teaser, Niners, Rams. My clients made telephone numbers off of that. Neither side ever in jeopardy. 100-unit monsters, 100% the last two seasons. Now, for the show, 4-2 and on this show, all picks and leans in week one. Best bet, of course, cast. Another two-team six-point teaser, Niners and Chiefs. Those looking for premium service, links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. Set your alerts. We're going to be here all season long bringing you guest cappers, weekly giveaways, special offers, and of course, as always, free picks, stats, trends, scores, odds, and more. All right, here it is. Let's go. Jump on the money train. We are locked. We are loaded. We are ready to roll. NFL Week 2. Big Mike, tee it up. Patriots versus Jets. New England at the New York Jets. New England's minus 5. The total is 43. Last week, both teams picked up losses, and both rookie quarterbacks took a long time to get settled in. Jay, which quarterback do you like more here in Week 2, Wilson or Jones? 
I mean, well, Jones, obviously, but that's more due to coaching, surrounding talent, especially on defense. I said the Jets are going to be competitive for most of the season. Nothing's changed. And my only real knock on Salah from week one, fourth down, late in the second quarter, ball on your own 45, and he goes for it, which really seems to shift momentum. Now, the Jets were only down three. Their defense was playing well. Their offense was brutal. They had no push from the offensive line and no running game to speak of. So why set the Panthers up at midfield? They, of course, go down, score a touchdown, add another touchdown towards the end of the half. You have to put your team in a position to be successful, which he didn't. Now, we, of course, had Carolina laying the four, so it worked out just fine for us. I just didn't understand the call. And now you have to face a defensive genius. And what does Bill Belichick do really well? He dominates rookie quarterbacks. The Patriots are 21-6 and six against rookie quarterbacks since 2000. It's the way he confuses them, shifts in the coverage, applies pressure. Remember this. Most of these guys are seeing all of this for the very first time. And Zach Wilson, as expected last week, looked lost for the first half against Carolina. I think it's going to be much worse here this week. New England played lights out on defense, allowing just four of 11 third down conversions. The Panthers got to Wilson twice last week, and it's going to get worse here this week. The Patriots defense should have a field day. I mean, last week for New England... Their only real issues were turnovers, holding on to the ball. Two fumbles actually cost them that game. They took away the Dolphins' running game, something the Jets really don't have in the first place. Mac Jones, on the other hand, he looked solid. I mean, completed 29 passes, 281, and a touchdown. Um, they just didn't finish. And now there is no question in my mind that they're going to finish here this week. The Patriots dominate this game. They've covered six of their last 10 against New York, two of their last three. And the Jets always start slow anyway, usually because of the youth and inexperience of the roster. One in nine against the spread last 10 during September. No different this year. Everything points to the Patriots winning this game. Patriots defense, like I said, should dominate. Lay what I feel is a very soft five in this game. I agree with you. I believe the number is off. I think New England wins this one by 10 and they are playing the Jets the horrible Jets the J-E-T-S's Jets <laughs> yes the big Al Jets so Jay realistically how many games do you think the horrible Jets can win this year another shameless big Al plug yeah. now look I, I said I said the Jets are going to win about five six games but I also said that they're going to be competitive for most of the season I still believe they're going to be competitive for most of the season. They were competitive against the Panthers last week. I expect them to compete, you know, in this game as well. But ultimately, I, I do think the Patriots win this game by a touchdown or better. But competitive doesn't equal W's. Well, it doesn't. But for a young team with young talent and trying to develop that talent, actually being competitive for most of the season is like a dub. Well, so they're getting ready for next year. Well, you're playing for the future. That's what happens when you draft a rookie quarterback, right? We want to talk about Peyton Manning's uh, rookie season. You want to talk about Troy Aikman's rookie season and what they accomplished after? No. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Broncos versus Jaguars. Denver at Jacksonville. Denver's minus six. The total's 44. The Jags defense looked as bad as anyone's in week one. Now they face a new look Denver offense with a strong D. Is six too much to give them at home? I don't think six is too much to lay. I mean, not in this spot. 
not against this team. The Jaguars are one of those teams that I'm going to try to find value betting against them every week, at least until they become competitive. Six seems about right, and I certainly understand why the number is six. Denver is coming off a dominant win. They allowed just 60 rushing yards, put up 27 points on offense. Look, the Giants look terrible, right? But the Jaguars actually looked worse. Jacksonville allowed 449 yards of offense and 37 points. That was to a bad Texans team. Teddy Bridgewater and his arsenal of running backs should have their way with this squad. And what I actually like most is Denver's secondary against Trevor Lawrence. Look, the final box score looked much better for Lawrence than it actually was. He might have thrown three touchdowns in his debut, but most of his production came late. Most of his production came when the game was already out of hand. The box score doesn't tell the entire story. The Jaguars were dominated on both sides of the ball. Early on, he was awful, throwing three interceptions, bad interceptions, one of them across his body to the opposite side of the field. And now he's playing a Denver defense that gets home, a defense that causes turnovers. And you can't expect much help from the ground game. Denver shut down uh, Saquon Barkley last week. Jacksonville might actually get blanked in this spot. Maybe grab a garbage time touchdown. Look, it's going to take this franchise a while to figure it out. Urban Meyer will have some growing pains. I'm not opposed to laying the six, but after playing two straight road games, I would rather take it down and put the Broncos in the front end of a two-team six-point teaser. So give me the Broncos here, take the six down to a pick them, put them in the front end of a two-team teaser. I'm going to pass on this one, and as you said, growing pains for Urban Myers. Do you even think he's going to complete the NFL season? Oh, yeah, he's going to complete it. Look, it's going to take time. The Jaguars are a young team with a young quarterback. Remember this. The NFL is a business first. There's there's a sense of hope in Jacksonville. There's a buzz in Jacksonville. False hope or not, it's still a buzz. And Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, they're going to continue to put asses in the seats and sell jerseys. So he's going to buy time right. because the pockets right. are going to get I, un- I understand the buzz. That's after I have like five cocktails. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it doesn't take you five cocktails to okay, get Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> J.E. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His pro football triple crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.E. Cavaliers pro football triple crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Bills versus Dolphins. Bills at Miami. The Bills are minus 3.5. The total is 47.5. The Bills took a shocking loss to Pittsburgh at home. Yep, let's just rub it back into me more. (laughs) Now they're road favorites against a fit team that has a lot of steam. Should the Bills be favorite, Jay? Yes. I mean, the Bills had Super Bowl contenders written all over them coming into this season. Does that really change here? No. I mean, and remember, Vegas is going to continue to show them love as long as the public continues to back them. Bills were a cover machine to close the season, so expect inflated lines. And true, the offense was brutal against the Steelers. Allen struggled with accuracy, strip sack fumble, but that's one game. And you also have to be impressed with the Buffalo defense, a unit that struggled last year, ranking 14th in yards per game. Drafted back-to-back pass rushes, which already paid off, they got to Roethlis 
Pittsburgh twice. Remember, Miami only scored 17 at home. If not for two fumbles, the Dolphins lose that game. Also, Tua under pressure, tosses a ball into traffic, and another what-was-he-thinking moment. Tua is still having way too many of those moments for me. We released the Steelers-Bills under the posted total. We released the Patriots-Dolphins under the posted total. Both of those tickets cashed for us last week. Let's go back to the well with this one. I know these two teams trend over in recent meetings. I also know 90% of the money is coming in on the over. The ticket's pretty much split 50-50. The line opened up at 48.5, has already dropped the full point. The under is 2-1 in Buffalo's last three, 5-3 in Miami's last eight. Week two plays out pretty much the same as week one did for the Buffalo. Elite offense going against a defense that matches up well. I expect the same results here. A low-scoring, ugly game. Also, the 50% chance of rain. Not that it means a whole lot. That's pretty much every day here in Miami. We're going to ride under the posted total of 47.5 in this one. And I think uh, I'm going to go back to the well one other time also. Since my well is now fixed (laughs) and I have water, I feel that I can do this. I will take the Buffalo Bills here. And he did it. And if it's three and a half, I'm going to buy it down to three. They will not, I repeat, not lose two in a row. So how bad would it be if Buffalo, if they were to lose this one and go to 0-2? Well, first off, you put the ultimate mush on them to start the well. season. You took the, you took them in week one against Pittsburgh, and of course they lose the game outright. Now you're going to take them here in week two. So what's going to happen? They're going to lose the game outright. But seriously, 17-game season. Remember that, 17-game season. So there's a little more room for error. The Bills are going to be fine. Win or lose this game, They're, they'll be just fine. They get to see the Dolphins again. So win that game, split with the Patriots, sweep the Jets, and they're pretty much on course, aren't they? Right, and win this game. <laughs> well, Mike, I don't know if they have a shot now that you took them. <laughs> I can tell everybody one thing. I will absolutely not be on Buffalo this week. <laughs> That's why they play the game. Titans versus Seahawks. Titans at the Seahawks. Seattle's minus five and a half. The total is 53 and a half. Jay, are you concerned about the Titans? They looked pretty bad in week one, allowing some big yards, no pass protection, no real run game. Now, if you bet this game based on what you've seen from the Titans last week, and of course, Mike, I know you are, well, you deserve to lose. The Titans did just about everything they could wrong. Derrick Henry ran for 58 yards. Tannehill uh, sacked six times, threw a pick, fumbled the ball twice. The defense got shredded. Okay, that's expected. I mean, what else can you expect from the 28th ranked defense in the league? But remember this. Following a straight-up loss, the Titans are 20-10-2 against the spread since 2016. We're going to make that 21-10-2. I love the Titans in this spot. Far too soon to push the panic button on Tennessee. Five and a half is a very fat number, especially to a team that can dominate time of possession. And that's what I expect here. Ground and pound with Derrick Henry. Open up the field for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Everyone's bailing on this Titans team after last week. This is a team that averaged over 30 points per game last year. A team that added, if not the best, certainly a top three receiver. The Seahawks looked great last week. Double digit win on the road. No argument. But they were dominated by the Colts and time of possession. Offensive line still allowed three sacks. Great first half, but shut down in the second. This is a spot play for me. Take the points. Take the five and a half. Take the Tennessee Titans. 
Well, well, well. I think I'll stick with Seattle. <laughs> I'll go with Russell Fucking Wilson. <laughs> and, and also, I love the over in this one. I think that'll be done by the fourth quarter. But I do like Seattle in this one. And going back to you, the ground and pound with Derrick Henry, let me ask you this. How many yards rushing do you think he'll get in case I can get a player prop on this one? Well, I actually definitely think that the big guy could see triple digits in this one. But if you're talking about player props, I would actually be more interested in seeing the yards total for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown Brown probably benefits the most from the addition of Julio Jones, doesn't he? I, I think so, yeah. Everybody knows what the Titans want to do, right? They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to slam the big guy into the line. Everybody knows that, and they're expecting it. The thing with Henry is it doesn't matter if they know it's coming or not. He still finds a way, breaks a couple tackles at the line, and next thing you know, he's gone for 60. That is true. But that's going to open up. that's going to open up the field for that play-action pass, and that's where I really see a heavy dose here. I actually like this spot for the Titans. I really do. That five and a half is five. If that was three or under, I would probably either lean Seattle or stay away. But five and a half giving me better than a field goal with with an elite, elite running back and running team and two elite receivers. I'm definitely going all in here on the Titans. If you can comfortably move $1,000 or better and you are looking for one game to send it in on this weekend, we have the game for you. J.A. Cavaliers 100-star NFL monster. He feels you can move on this game as if it has already been played. And why not? His 100-star NFL monsters have been perfect the last two seasons. Get this game right now for just $2.99. Link in the description below. J.A. Cavalier will be unloading on one game this weekend. Get it now. Just $2.99. Link in the description below. Raiders versus Steelers. Raiders at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is minus six. The total is 47 and a half. Now, despite extremely sloppy play, the Raiders came away with a win as an underdog. Jay, can they cover the six on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Both of these teams were actually really good to us in week one. We gave out the under in the Steelers-Bills game. That cashed easily. And on Monday night, we absolutely unloaded. Raiders, all in max bet, wins outright. All-in max bet on the over. And just for good measure, an all-in max bet. Two-team parlay, Raiders, and over to post a total. That's 45 units of profit on Monday night. The Raiders did need more than Waller and Jacobs. And everybody's been waiting for rugs to emerge. But forget rugs. Listen, the wind blows and rugs falls to the turf. But Brian Edwards is a legit number one. And the pickup of Drake is going to be huge for this team. The Raiders closed the season last year in 2020, scoring 27 points, 27, 25, 32. They opened up this season hanging 33 on Big Mike's Baltimore Ravens. Now, as for sloppy as Vegas was in the first half, they still put up 33. And though the Ravens' D isn't as good, however, it is comparable to what they're going to see this week from the Steelers. Six points is a ton. I'm not comfortable laying the six with Pittsburgh, and especially not after what I seen from Big Ben last week. Roethlisberger looked old, completed just over 50% of his passes, thrown for 188 yards. They had to rely on their defense. And yes, their defense dominated Buffalo, and they were also bailed out by a block punt return for a touchdown. I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers get their offense going here this week. No real answers in the Raiders' secondary for Claypool and 
Juju Smith-Schuster. So the over is also a ridiculous 13-3-1 last 17 Raider games. And despite for one of the league's best defenses, the over also trends for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 4-1 in Pittsburgh's last five games. So bottom line, points, points, and more points. Take this game over the posted total. And we'll take that the Pittsburgh Steelers score a lot of those points. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one, minus the six. (laughs) And uh, I want to go back to that Tennessee game, and hopefully I'm not going to get any phone calls from you when Seattle's up 14 to nothing, just like I did on Monday night when the Ravens were up 14 to nothing. And everybody knows that I had the Ravens and then – of course, we we know what the outcome was after that. After the- listen, I wasn't I wasn't concerned being down fourteen in that game. I was I had a dog. I was comfortable with my dog. I was comfortable with my position in the game. What I wasn't comfortable with was all the missed passes by by our car. I, I'm still trying to understand how he doesn't see Waller waving his hands on an island, twenty yards, nobody around him, deep down the down the seam. I, I don't understand how you missed that. How you don't see that? But I, he I he he hit the one that counted at the end. Full transparency, the Raiders should have won that game by three touchdowns. They outplayed Baltimore pretty much from start to They finish. actually did. I mean, don't I'll say them. that. Yes, they did. They opened a game. They opened a game with the Mariota long run, the 40-yard run, and then they followed it up with sack, sack, and um, what did he do? A bad snap? Yeah. So that takes them out of field goal range. And that pretty much... Yeah, that pretty much set the tone for the first half. But if you really look at the Raiders, and you, the eye test at least, the Raiders outplayed them in that game. I mean, just a, a little bit behind Waller on three or four different passes. Doesn't see him on that wide open uh, seam route. where like, I, I still I, I can't get over that. 50 yards down the field, there's nobody around right. him. Well, I mean, listen, all you have to do, Mike, you could have made that. Throw. I could have. And the, the problem that the, the, you got to admit the Ravens had, Lamar fumbling twice, that's a big problem. I agree, he's a fumbleitis guy anyway. <laughs> Mike, of course, sits there doing this podcast in a Lamar Jackson jersey. That's right. That's, I, I, I'm, I'm here right now in one. Or do you have the Dilfer one on? No, that was when they won the Super Bowl. Cowboys versus Chargers. Dallas at the Chargers. The Chargers are minus three. The total is 55. Jay, the opening total was 52, and it's already up to 55. Are you expecting a quarterback duel in this game and for the score to be as high as you are? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the team with the ball last wins this game, and 55, no. I'm actually good with this total up to 60. I don't think they can set this number high enough. Look, the Cowboys' loss in Week 1 actually felt like a Dallas win, didn't it? I mean, it was a winner, at least where it mattered most. I unloaded on the game, max bet Cowboys, max bet over, max bet parlay Cowboys in the over. Dallas covered that nine and a half wire to wire. Game went over in the third quarter. This game actually sets up much more favorably for Dallas. Zeke was a non-factor in week one. You have to expect that to change against the bad charger front. They also get Zach Martin back. And people forget that Dallas was a top three offense in 19. The Cowboys led the league averaging over 430 yards per game. I expect them to return to form. The Chargers also only put up 20 points last week, but that number is a little misleading. 
Herbert actually threw for 337 yards. The Chargers moved the ball up and down the field, and that was against a great front, maybe one of the best fronts in the league. Um, look, but you have to convert in the red zone. You can't settle for field goals. Neither of these teams are going to put up much of a fight on defense. This game should fly over the posted total. It opened up at 52. It jumped up to 55. The over is 6-2 in the, the Cowboys' last eight games. Two bad defenses. Expect fireworks from both teams. This one's going way over the posted total. I agree with you on this one. I think this one will go over the total as well. I think it'll be uh, over the total by the end of the third quarter. Now, Jay, do you, you think Justin will have a field day against the Dallas D, and what numbers can he put up in this one? Well, 337 yards would be great, right? But you're not going to win this game scoring 20 points. You're going to need to end drives in touchdowns. This may be a first to 40 wins the game. I mean, remember, Dallas actually looked better on both sides of the ball against Tampa. Lost to Tampa in Tampa and basically lost that game on a no-call offensive P.I., Herbert's going to have to get some help from the running game, and he's going to go as that running game goes. You cannot be one-dimensional against any team in the NFL. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. That's right, guys. There's something for everybody on whylose.com, the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. All right, here we are. Time for best bets. Big Mike, who do you have? I'm coming right back with the Buffalo Bills minus the three. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. Remember, hey, listen, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. All right, for me, my best bet for the show is going to be upset special. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans and a very fat five and a half. I expect them to run the ball, heavy dose of Derrick Henry, opening up play action down the pass. Take the Titans, take the five and a half. That'll be my best bet. Also, remember, pick up my pro football triple crown for NFL Week 2. The three biggest blowouts on the board. Three straight, three two-team parlays. Link in the description below. Just $99 with a guarantee. Must go 3-0 and or the entire NFL season is free. Also, be sure to subscribe and like. If you disagree with the games, you disagree with the picks, go ahead. Give us a big fat Haters are always down. welcome, as always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier for Tessa Hall and Big Mike from the group home. We'll see you back here next week with NFL Week 3. Until then, remember, bet with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com. <laughs>